Y'all, we got some good topics for you this time around. Starting off, went dove hunting with the fellas and found out I am highly allergic to poison ivy. A discussion about Miss Girl that got hit in the face with the brick and the lovely men that took care of her afterwards. Then after that, we're going to talk about your day one niggas versus your day two niggas. And then we'll wrap it up with how therapy ruined my week. So y'all stay tuned. Here we come. Preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're gonna take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Bird. I'm April D. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Card Podcast. We believe this is episode 90. Well, okay. April thinks this is episode 90. I believe that it's 89. The funny thing is you're the one that posts them, so you probably are... Um, the way I should know this. <laughs> yeah. The black card. I I was literally the kid that always, even today, always got the wrong, put the wrong date on my homework all the time. 89 was the last episode. God damn it. All right. Episode 90. But uh, we're here. We're here. I know y'all missed us last week, man, but life be lifing. It really does. Man, so... Since we've been gone. Since you've been gone. That's exactly what I thought I said. I'm not going to sing. I can't breathe. Is that Avril Lavigne? No. I have. Why do you think I know? Because she white. Yes. I have no idea. I think so. And you're from the white city, so. True. But anyway. Say, tell another lie. (laughs) Tell tell another lie. Keep going. What's the first? What what you do this weekend? (laughs) Man, so this weekend. Me and the fellas went dove hunting for the first time ever. Uh, me and three of my homeboys, we uh, we're really in this uh, hunting outdoors bag, and it's crazy because it feels like natural. It feels like this is what we should have been doing our whole lives. So uh, we went to this place in uh, Royston, Georgia, and uh, you had to pay your money, get out there early, um, pick your spots. Uh, you start, you go, you you hunt dove with uh, a shotgun. And so uh, you you can't start shooting until 12 o'clock. And so um, Royston, Georgia is in the middle of nowhere a little bit. And the weird thing is quickly, very quickly, we realized we were the only black guys amongst 50 white men in camouflage with a bunch of guns. My, y'all found out y'all were the doves. <laughs> <I said, laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Niggas looking like, yeah, hey, that like that's a fast one right there. Goddamn, double points for this one. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> man. I so, man, it was a. Uh, it's funny because that like, it's crazy how like quickly like survival instincts kicked in. It, at the at the same time, all of us was like. Damn, man, I just need like one more black person to come here. I just need to feel like it's not just us. One black dude ended up coming, but he was with a white guy, so I feel like uh, can't really trust him. But uh, but yeah, man, it was a it was a fun time, man. It was a, it, we had a good time. Uh, it's uh harder than we thought it would have been. We stood out there. It's like it's it's this is how it works. You 
go out there, you stand in the field, and you kind of, to make sure you don't shoot nobody else, like you got to sh- aim your gun, like they say like 45 degrees mm-hmm. in there. So like basically if the, if the dove's flying low, you just let it go because you could, somebody could be on the other side of the field and you don't want to shoot their ass. And then, uh, so you just shoot it in there. Um, we get out there. Oh, and we, you got to pay to go to this stuff. So uh, we paid what? $150 per person. Wow. Yes. So, so it's just, it's $600 just us for, right? So we get out there, man, 12 o'clock hit. All right, cool. You know, you get out there, you looking in the sky, you realize, I don't know what a dove looks like. So it's just like the very first bird I shot at, there was like, there was like bird that's not a bird. I mean, that's not a dove. So, Are you only supposed to shoot at doves? Only supposed to shoot at doves. Oh, no. So I shot at two birds that weren't doves until I could finally figure it out. But uh, we sent out there, I think for the first three hours, I may have shot my gun like twice. So I'm like, man, damn, they got us, man. Like, ain't really nothing happening. But they had kept saying, they're like, hey, man, around about 4.30, man, that's when they come out. So I'm like, man, I think they got us, man. This is our first time dove hunting. We don't really know. Man, we went 4.30. But 4.45, dove started coming. We out there. I'm talking, I couldn't load my gun fast enough. We just in that bitch shooting pow, 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 pow. And then we realizing that, hey, we are nowhere close to these doves. I think I, I went through about uh, 50 shells, and I only killed two doves. Oh, my gosh. Between the four of us, we only killed five doves all together. Do you get to keep them? Yeah. Do you eat, do you eat them? Yeah. yeah. Are y'all going to have to tailgate? Nah. Okay. Mm. I don't want to accidentally eat no dove now. Man, listen, look, no, let me tell you, the way that they show that they're supposed to be prepared is take that jalapeno, wrap it in bacon, and some cream cheese. First of all, every time I see a dove, I think about a funeral. So I'm like, and then, like, also from a dove perspective, like. I think those are different doves because our doves weren't white. Oh, what color were they? Look like gray. Okay, I think I saw a picture, and I was like, that, that didn't look like dove. It gave pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> so I see how you get confused. I've been looking for a white dove. I've, I've li- the only reason I knew that they were gray was because I've seen like other pictures of people uh shooting a dove. Yeah. Oh, but before that, let me tell you this. Leading into that, we're working on this this plot of land, getting ready for deer season, right? So I mean, I've been in the woods a couple weekends in a row. Come to find out, my body is highly sensitive. And allergic to poison ivy. Have you ever had poison ivy? Mm-mm. When I say I have been living in a constant state of turmoil for the past couple of weeks, because how it works is when you get it on your skin, like it's like so. From my understanding, it's like a it's like an oily residue. Mm-hmm. So if it's in your clothes and stuff, like you got to immediately wash your clothes or. You got to put stuff on your skin before you go out there into it or whatever. So I've been rolling around in the woods like all day long. When I say back of my arms, like super breakout, like my uh, both arms, my legs, I'm rubbing myself down in cortisone every day, multiple times a day. Mm. I'm almost about to take off of work because I'm itching so bad. Terrible, terrible. So I asked Body, I'm like, man, you ain't getting that poison ivy. This man going to tell me, he said, uh, poison ivy don't do nothing to me. <laughs> so he knew it was. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Said this nigga set me up. 
He like, he like, yeah, man, I go, I go snatch that shit right out the ground. Look, then I get around the fellas this weekend. I'm asking, like, I'm, you know, I'm putting cortisone all on my arm and stuff before we go out and stuff. I like, I'm putting, I'm like, hey, man, poison ivy get to y'all too? They like, I don't know what you talking about. I ain't never had poison ivy. I don't think. I like, am I not a? Am I really not a nigga enough? You're not like, supposed to be out there, honey. You supposed to be in the kitchen. Am I a house nigga? <laughs> This whole time, I didn't have enough slave blood in me to overcome poison ivy. And the more I think about it, I get sunburned. I get, I get, I'm highly, uh, what's kind of poison ivy? Maybe, maybe I'm more white than I thought. I don't know. Did you take some Benadryl or something? I don't need no, I don't think you need no Benadryl. It's uh-huh. just, it just takes weeks for it to go away. Weeks? Mm-hmm. Cause it doesn't even like it doesn't show up uh, like initially. Like it takes like a couple of days for it to show up, and then it's gonna like break out. I guess we'll say after like a week, and then it's gonna take about a couple of weeks for it to like just go away. So I'm sitting here just dealing with it. Oh, I'm so sorry. That mm, I cannot imagine. You know what else I cannot imagine? What's that? Being out and getting hit in the face. <laughs> With a break mm-hmm. now, so I really don't know. I, Dang it, because like I saw, like it had, it, I think it got hot over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I was at the beach, so like I wasn't really, but I saw clips and think pieces and all like, like it's like the think pieces take over before you actually see like what right. happened, like what are y'all talking about? But apparently, some girl was out somewhere, and some man asked for her number, and she said no. Said man got upset and it escalated and turned into him hitting her in the face with a brick. And then she's looking around at the other dudes around like, y'all gonna let this man just leak? Like, y'all ain't gonna do nothing? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are, you, what are we supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I think that's what somebody said in the video. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, and then, of course, right. So... From from that, you know, you had your initial think pieces of uh, men not protecting women, blase, blase. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a follow-up video that a guy who was out there, and he said that, hey, man, old girl is like a known troublemaker. Like, she was out here, like, antagonizing my man, so forth, so forth. And... Uh, that that video, I think, actually sparked the the real conversation, or what got the the two sides, should I say, amped up? Mm-hmm. Because it it did give a little. I'm using the term context, but it gave a little more background to the scenario because her story was kind of. I mean, she was like, of course, like in the hospital and kind of just yelling and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So it's really not explaining the story, but so what's your opinion or where do you fall in the conversation uh, I hate to see like again all you can go off is what we hear or what we saw or what was posted mm-hmm. I hate to see something something ooh, I hate to see that happen to a woman like getting hit in the head with a brick could have went a totally different way um Again, I don't know what she could have done that would have equated to let me pick up a brick and hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, did she shoot him or something? Like, well, I, I didn't seem like it. You know what I'm saying? But 
the real conversation though was about the guys and like what they should have done and it's so I feel bad because I'm split and I'm split not because I don't think they shouldn't have done any like they should like should have just sat back and watched but like I'm like okay I don't know exactly what they should have done besides try to de-escalate the situation before it even got to that Mm-hmm. Like how much time did it take for him to pick up that brick and hit her in the face? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how far you want me to take this because also I saw people talking about how you know like I'm only protecting my 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 ooh my 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 my, my. <laughs> <laughs> shut up that was a long one <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> yeah, the speed bump in the city <laughs> I mean my brain did I get- Never mind. <laughs> that is not right. Okay, listen. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> People saying they're only gonna protect like their woman or like somebody like their mom or sister or something like that. But then when you think about it too, it's like if your mom is out and somebody is about to hit them with a brick, what would you want the men around to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just wish there was some way that they could have intervened before it got to the brick. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? Hey, bro, not even that serious. Put the brick down. As a man, as a black man, if you're out and you see a man pick up a brick because he got rejected or so, so we're thinking, what do you do? So, this is my assessment. Um, well, I kind of want to It's tough. Yeah. It's honestly tough. Even as a man, like, and I, and I'm a, how do I want to say this? I want the conversation to start off a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just, let's take, if we're going to take, let's take both sides at face value. Mm-hmm. Or, and let's lay this groundwork Nobody needs to be here with a brick. So we don't even have to like, we're not saying that anybody deserves to get here with a brick. So we're not, the blanket statement, we don't have to talk about that no more. But if she was antagonizing him, I'm not saying that she deserves to be hit with a brick, but I can understand a man being less likely to intervene because she is... I'm almost going to say no longer victimless. Like you are the, you, you said like you want the men to de-escalate the situation. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, the one, she's the one escalating it. Yeah. See, I saw this girl and I don't even know if it was about that. It's some clip I saw on Twitter where she was saying like her dad and her brothers kind of taught her to like that. She listens to them. And so she just feels like, what did she say? It was she said something. I wish like if she had stopped at a certain point, mm-hmm. I was like, this would have been a perfect address to this. But you went a little too far, and then, yeah. But basically, like, dang, I don't even know if I want to say it like that. But because you can't always keep yourself out of those situations a hundred percent of the time. But if you're going to stay there and antagonize, 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 sometimes you know the same way that sometimes women have trouble controlling their emotions men do too Mm -hmm. and unfortunately he picked up that brick now what i do want to see 
is him go to jail or, or something behind it. But they said he just ran off, right? I don't even want to see him go to jail. You know Why? what I want to see? I want to see him shot and be done with okay. in, the, in the dirt. See, that's the, that's the, I think I want to say that's kind of like a part of the conversation or context of it. It's like, just because somebody states or feels as though there is some responsibility on the woman doesn't mean that the man is innocent. Mm-hmm. If he hit her with a brick, she pulled out a gun and shot him, everybody would be fine. Like we, okay, from a certain kind of man's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. There, about the whole conversation about protecting women and things like that, my opinion is don't weaponize me to do your bidding protection protection is like a little is like a little different like i won't stand around and let a man just beat up on a woman just for gp or whatever or you know she she doesn't what i ain't gonna say not deserve it but is innocent whatever but i guarantee you if she's out here popping off at a man putting a hand on her face i have no i i'm not gonna intervene at all reason being is because it Reason being is because the conversation about men protecting men protecting women from a woman's perspective is from a woman's perspective. A man will still have a level of restraint from you because there's nothing you can do to him. You know what I'm saying? Like a man as an aggressor, like they like men kill women too, but also a man can rough you up, know he's going to rough you up, and pretty much nothing's going to happen to him. A man can't rough me up. You get what I'm saying? Like if a man could want to overpower you. And when I intervene, the level of threat for him jumps up. So he's like, oh, I was going to smack April around, but I'm going to shoot Bird. So now, if you ain't here acting a fool, and you didn't got the, y'all got this situation, and now I didn't jump my 6'2", 260 ass in the mix. Because I was like, that's another thing that you're coming from a different perspective because you are like not a small man. So I feel like, first of all, like you, I mean, let's say if you like way back in the day you was out and a girl didn't give you her number, you're not going to first, like, even if she's like antagonize you, you would never pick up no brick and hit her in the face. True. Like, and then also like, I wouldn't expect that from somebody at your stature, a smaller man. Not saying that smaller men do these things because God created us all beautifully. Okay, guys. <laughs> Big, small, short, tall. Jesus loves the little children of the world. <laughs> I mean, all the children of the world. Ooh. Is it little? It's been a long time since children church. Mm-hmm. I think it's all the children of the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't call them little children. That's so rude. <laughs> um, that made me lose my train of thought. You somebody like you would expect that from somebody yeah, like me. Like I, I wouldn't expect that from you, but it's like you know, smaller men tend to get into these. And it's not because they're small. It's because of the insecurities the world's placed on them. And I'm not saying it again. No excuse for the brick thing. But you got to watch out. Right. And it's like, but like, and then it was funny because some of the conversation on the internet too was like, oh, well, I mean, that's why I always give out my number. Da, 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 da. Now, I haven't seen the antagonizing thing. Like, again, I didn't get to do a lot of deep diving because I was on the beach. But... Uh, sometimes I just say, hey, no, I'm not interested. I don't even like men, pe- people, I don't, I don't want to say men, people are dangerous and you never know what their motives are. So 
I try not to be rude unless rude is given. Right. And even with the rude, it's kind of like, all right, let me not make it too spicy. Right. And I think, uh, and I, and I think the a part of an issue is uh, the commentary comes from a wishful thinking kind of context. Um, because there are people that will say, well, men shouldn't, you know, abuse women, which is a true statement, but no, who, who's, well, now there is a, a corner of the internet that'd be like, yes, they should. But anyway, not saying that, but I think my perspective and how certain men like me try to position it is not in a saying that we approve of men abuse women we're saying that we understand that there are men that abuse women and this is how you lessen the situation or this is what needs to be thought of like or this is how you handle the situation because think from my perspective i said shoot them like shoot them dead because this again it's not a victim blaming type deal it's like we already said nobody should be hit in the face with a brick but it is a because cause the thing, the reason is, is like you can, no matter what you say, it will put like this. It's easy for what you say in this situation to be kind of taken out of context yes. and it be misconstrued. Uh-huh. And we're trying to be just clear in our perspective, but be honest about it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I would never be the girl that we hit with a brick. You never know that. Never say never. Brandy said that. But um. And this and and again and and I speak from when because when people say like oh I, I think it's I really don't like the the theme of like men don't men don't protect women because we have been protecting women since the beginning of time so I'm about to say I I have a lot of good guy friends so I really like I'll say that because it's just like it'll be the one two one two guys that be on the internet and it's like. Men don't protect women. Men hate black women. It's like, okay, no, like he might. Right. But not everybody. But it's so easy to just blame everybody. So. Right. So, I, I mean, yeah, I just don't want to see anybody get hurt or the ones that need to get hurt, like the man that hit her with a brick, just get put down forever. For good. Like Dr. Umar. <laughs> I was like, I know, oh I dang! Did I miss the joke? <laughs> Did I miss the joke? Did I miss the joke? Man, so. See, I tossed it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, uh, prayers to her and uh, fuck him. So, next, this clip I ran across on the on the TikTok. And I really enjoyed it. I, it like just, well, you, you didn't know your glasses on your head. No, I thought I left them at work. <laughs> I was so pissed because I was like, I don't feel like going back in the office. So I'm just not gonna have them till Monday. Yeah, I wish I could see the April's face when she like she she like she like patted her head and she like touched her glasses and she was like, man, what the hell is this on my head? And when she looked at them, when I said I have been over here for probably about three hours and they've just been sitting on top of her head. It was gone. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here goes the video. Squirrel. I'm a firm believer in day twos. 
We all got day ones. Yeah. We grew up out the sandbox. Yeah. We done shared chicken sandwiches. Yeah. We done shared a snack box. But I believe in day twos. Yeah. And the day ones, you didn't get to choose those people. They were attached to you based on your environment, environment based right. on your circumstance. Right. And usually the language of day ones is survival. Usually the conversations with your day ones is about stuff we used to do. And the silly things we did. And the, oh my God, you remember that time? Your day twos are from different places, so it's intentional. Mm -hmm. Your day twos, y'all speak the language of thriving. Mm -hmm. How do we excel and expand? Mm -hmm. How do we mm -hmm. add value to each other? How can mm -hmm. I help and support? And so I believe you need that. The way you got a right hand and a left hand, you need mm -hmm. day ones mm -hmm. to keep you grounded and mm -hmm. let you know where you come from. Mm -hmm. But you need day twos that are going to push you. Absolutely. And challenge you. Absolutely. And, and stretch you. I'm a firm believer. Mm. Like, I was, like, feeling that, feeling that. So, I've already got my thoughts. Like, what is your, like, initial reaction or, like, how did you process that? Like, I you think it. about your day ones and day yeah, twos? Yeah, and... like, you think about the people. And, like, for me, of course, I moved across the country, so mm -hmm. it's a little harder to keep in contact. But, like, I have people that I've been friends with, like, growing up with in church or um, just... I, really, I got some like high school friends that like yeah. we was all real cool. Like we have a a wine date coming up mm. on Zoom. I was like, what is this COVID? <laughs> um, but yeah, just keeping those people, but also the people that I met later on in life. It's like been very, you know, intentional. Like I didn't have to be friends with my high school friends, but you know, like you only got so many options. Mm -hmm. Not that they're bad people. That sounded so bad. I don't think you so. You get what I'm saying? I like understand. that was my community and and those were the people that were there and they saw all the the middle school, high school stuff. But then people that you meet like either in college or after college cuz I mean I've been out of college 10 years now. Huh. We old. I know. Um I do believe those are some like intentional relationships cuz I know people be like they wait, what what Drake say no new friends? No new friends. No, I need new friends. <laughs> like the new friends are great. Mm -hmm. The old ones are great too. But new friends, like, right? Those are my folks. Can't folk, but I was on kind of like the same thing, and it just made me like think about like the categorizing of people in your life, and that like that is very true. Like you got your day ones and your day twos, and because uh, I look at it like this, like like my day ones, they know me for like who I was. Mm -hmm. And my day twos know me for who I will be. Ooh. So it's kind of like when I get with my day ones, it's like you say, it's like we come from the same socioeconomics as everybody like North side, you know, and uh, it wasn't quite struggle as as he liked to put it, but it's very much of like everybody was pretty much on the same playing field. And we, we had the same, situations and we kind of they was there for so much of like the foundation like put it like this my day ones don't even call me bird so that's it, how you know somebody know you for real man. right like your, your yeah. see they the ones that gave me the name bird so, that's so, funny. so yeah so but then it's like my day twos they were the ones they like i look at it kind of like like the college area mm -hmm. the college era should i say and um like you said those were more so the the people that like through um uh 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 the same uh well, I'll say attainments are same objectives and and that's where we kind of aspirations that's why I want to go like we have the same aspirations and the same interest and that's why we kind of build off of each other and why we gravitate towards each other it's the same 
the love and like the fellowship amongst the the both are the same, mm-hmm. but it's like the reasoning is different. It's uh so it's just like it's like damn, it is so true because I like I said I find both of them very very important. Like you know, day ones they call my mama mama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My day twos, you know. We sit up and we talk about like, you know, stock investments or future plans, pulling our money together for this, that, and the third or whatever. And it's just like, damn, like, and then you got your, your very few that roll from day one to day two. I was say, I thought you were going to say day three. <laughs> How far are we going? Day 26. <laughs> nah, they, they three friends are your fake friends. They're the ones after got there, you did all the work with the day twos. Them <laughs> <laughs> your, them uh, your, uh, pull up to the section while you and they put in on the on the mm, section like already, everybody paid <laughs> that's that's the day three but uh but yeah man I, I, I mean i don't know that one just was just really i don't know really just struck a chord with me and i was like damn i never thought about yeah like i, I thought about that drake line too like no new friends like nah fuck that shit i need new friends exactly like and friendship is so important it's essential to the soul i know it's crazy <laughs> I was waiting on you to hit it. I was like, "Go ahead and give it to him." And that's that was, yes, that is true. But um, I saw a tweet where this lady was talking about how um, like you can have like friends, and sometimes having a child made her realize that a lot of her friendships were surface level, and like just kind of investigate because I I feel like sometimes you know I have surface friends and not surface friends but i don't allow myself to open up as much mm-hmm. so i was like this next season i want to try to like build like deeper relationship with people it's kind of scary though like your day ones like they know you and right. your day twos like they know you too um you know it's like levels to day twos though like so opening up it's a scary thing because it's vulnerable it's vulnerability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i have like people that i open up to but I just thought I was like, dang, like, do I have surface level friends? <clears throat> do I do I not really um of uh, what's the word I want? Am I not vulnerable with them? I'm I overthink everything. It's it's the problem with being self aware. That was an pod joke. <laughs> but uh you you know what I think men you know, I think men are really good with not or with understanding their surface level friendships compared to like their like more deep rooted friendships, mm-hmm. especially like later on in life when we get to like this part. Um, men, uh, I don't want to say this. I'm noticing at this stage in life are even the friendships that were like used to be surface level tend to get deeper mm-hmm. because now we're we're getting more apt to like opening up it's like like men don't men don't go to therapists because we do therapy sessions with each other it's so it's a good amount of guys that you know i i know that our relationship is deep in their surface level because the things we discuss I know are things that are like very that you only tell like your close friends mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of interesting like to to get into because some of them like some of these people are actually people that I've known for years you know and I don't know it's, it's just interesting to me I guess I want to say to see the 
see it grow like this. Yeah. And that is and organically. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like over time, it's just like, dang, like, we close. Yeah. You know my, you know my, you know my business. Right. So have you, no, but you know, have you ever lost a friend? Like not lost a friend as they died, but lost a friend as in like, yeah, like, damn, man, like, damn. And that's why it's hard with the vulnerable part because it's like, you know, like, how do I, how, how, how can I safely be vulnerable with people and also know that my vulnerability is safe even in our next seasons, if mm-hmm. that means that we're not in each other's season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's some scary. The the thing that I've, this, this is the thing that I've come to realize is vulnerability is a trust factor. But um, letting go and just going with that trust and that vulnerability is the only way you water that bond and, and that seed and get it to grow. It's a risk in that now because you just it's I one hundred percent agree with you, but that's the only way. Just in my walks and my journeys, like that's the only way you get the most out of that. You have to put like this. Trust is trust. Mm-hmm. If I trust you to be vulnerable with you, I have to trust you all the way because I don't know either if I I don't know now and I don't know tomorrow mm-hmm. whether you what you're going to do with it until you're posed with that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you do what you do. So it's like it, holding on, like um, I guess I'll say holding back doesn't, I guess I won't say doesn't help or it doesn't give you any more clarity. It's just like, hey, if you... If you're gonna be vulnerable with this person, if you're gonna trust this person, like you, you gotta give you gotta give it up to them and just hope for the best. Cause ain't no more like what they do with your trust is up to them. That's very true. Which is the which is the hard part. Mm-hmm. See, you don't need no therapist, man. You got me. Yeah. First of all, no. <laughs> but- I, char- I, char- I charge one beer an hour. <laughs> Around hour three, you're gonna be lit in the bitch. <laughs> I call that nigga up, goddamn. <laughs> Let me tell you, I went to therapy this week. I go like once a month, and because I don't want to fall off her schedule, and then like she doesn't, you know, then I'm not able to see her when I Just need her. Back there, you replace you. Uh huh. I, I told her I was like, you you can't mm. take me off the rotation. <laughs> So I went and saw her earlier this week and I was just like, I have been off. Like, listen to me, y'all. I'm stuttering. <laughs> like, I can't find my words. I just been off all week. And because it's just, this week really kind of ruffled my feathers. Um, and it was funny because like in the moment, it didn't really ruffle me. But she must have like scooped something up that I didn't realize she scooped up while we was in there. And I, I said, I need an after therapy. Like, I need a therapy for my therapy session. Like, <laughs> golly. Like, I was texting y'all. I think Bird had to be like, now, nah, wait a minute. Let's not do that. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, uh, you were ready to fly out the hand up. Like, I mean, like, that's, that's and I was just is. like, and usually, not even trying to be funny, like, we're grown ups. Usually, I'm like, oh, it must be that time. I'm like, it's not even nowhere near that. So I'm like, I know it's not that. Usually, I can look at my little calendar and be like, oh, okay, whew, that's why I'm acting up. It's not even that. Damn, she gave you a period week without the period. No, she gave you, you a common week. Just so much to think about, just as far as like life in general. And then the hard part is, I've been going to her. I realized I've been going to her since um, 
20, probably 16, 17. Oh, damn. Yeah. She's been around. So she knows right. me. She knows my people. She knows who to ask about. She know, you know, mm. when I get quiet, what all, like, she knows everything. Right. I'm like, dang. It's, I told her, I said, at this point, if I was to go find, we were talking about, like, being comfortable in certain situations and how, like, those are hard to leave because you see that you have comfort and you have um, chemistry. And uh, I said, it's kind of like with you. Like, I can't go to no new person. And then I tell them about so-and-so and they be like, well, who was that to you? I'm going to be pissed. And now I got to start all over. Cause you know, you know who to ask about, right? You know who's gonna call me while I'm in here, like. Cause think about this, like this probably relationships that she's seen the full like the birth and and decline of them. So yes, that's the interesting part, and it's just like seeing that, and I feel like I'm like, for the most part, I'm kind of like an unproblematic uh person for her. Like, I come at the end of the day, and I'm probably gonna kiki. Sometimes I'll be having to say if. You, in my real life, I say stuff and I say stuff that's probably real ignorant. And I can tell she wants to laugh, but in her professional role, I'll be having to tell her, like, no, it's okay. Like, I know <laughs> that I have no sense. What really got me, though, is one of my friends randomly texts me and asks me, um, have I been, have I still been going to therapy? And I said, why would you ask me that? Let me see. They say your, 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 your therapy didn't, didn't wore off. That's what I said. Excuse me. I said, it's a woman said, you need more visits. Excuse me. <laughs> he said, no, he said, side note, did you just start back going to therapy? I said, oh my God, I never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something, because I, you go and I, that doesn't make me perfect, but I can handle situations a lot better than what I used to be able to do because it's kind of like in school we learn about math we learn about physics we learn about the pythagorean theorem and all those good things but nobody says that when your emotions hit you all at once because somebody did something that triggered your inner child blah 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 what you're supposed to do so Mm -hmm. it's like taking school Hmm. and like reworking some of those things and having to relearn so stuff that's happened in my older like in recent like Within the last year, if it had happened when I was in my younger years, mm-hmm. what took a toll on you? Y'all been looking at my uh, what's it called? The little jail picture, mugshot. Uh huh. Somebody would have been not here today. <laughs> that's a uh, that's good though. I'm glad uh, it's working for you. I've uh, talked to people that basically said like they've graduated from therapy or whatever, where basically like their therapist was kind of telling them, like, hey. Ain't nothing more for you. Like you got it under control. Like ain't nothing more for, for me to do. So I can just go ahead and take you off my, off my books. That's what mine keep trying to do to me. And I'm like, girl, no, no, you cannot because you don't know what's gonna happen next month. Uh, look, and especially after the way she just fucked up your week. This time. Listen, I'm gonna say now we might need to go back up to twice a month again. Uh-huh. I remember when I first started going, I was going every week. <laughs> Man, it's crazy because I was uh, I used to deal with somebody, and I literally knew when she went to the therapist because it would be like it would be like i i it would be dealing with like a new person for like a little while and uh hey let me tell you i can't stand you hey me and ain't shit because i ain't gonna lie to you i would go in there and just undo everything that the therapist was trying to do i cannot that's what i'm saying it's just like because okay key factor 
you're going to therapy and if you're going in there talking about a man or, you know, you can't go to the man and tell him what the therapist said. Cause they gonna they gonna do exactly that, talk you out of whatever she said. Hey, or man. He. hey I feel like hey, <laughs> I feel I was one of oh they almost need to be like a double blind study because I actually do wonder like all right let's cut the shit like a little bit of his manipulation like I don't, like relationships relationships are manipulation you just what you man, like it's just a back and forth of each person manipulating the other. But I would like to kind of like see like who's more effective with like a person between the therapist and their significant other or whoever they're dealing with basically like on opposing views of a same situation. You know what I'm saying? The the person they're dealing with. And you know why? You go see your therapist once for like maybe an hour uh, at top probably once a week. You're with the other person probably every. You talk to this person every day, all day. They already know you. You go call as soon as you leave. They're already ahead. That's not fair. That is not fair. Uh, Because I was like, I mean, you're right. Because it's like I'm just having this conversation in my head. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, damn, which one is more powerful? Like, uh, therapist years of training. Are a man's manipulation skills. This is so terrible. It's like which one is more powerful? Like, or is it like that? Like, does therapists have like a li- little bit of cocaine and men coming through with heroin? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a difference of what you know. Therapists they can give you words, they give you <laughs> suggestions. Y'all are grown. Like how? Now you confused and you like, oh my god, you know what? I'm, I'm now, now you apologizing. You didn't even do nothing. Are you hungry? Mm-hmm. He's just laying there like, how did I get here? Exactly. Now you done undid your little twenty five dollar copay. What was the point? Now you got to text her from the from the nightstand and be like, girl, I done fucked up again. Like you just left today Girl he took me to go get crab legs You know how I feel about crab legs You know what they do to me I ain't had crab legs in a while huh? Oh man Oh that's funny to me I'm sorry I was just I was just thinking about like you done had an argument And she done went to therapy And the therapist done told her all these tips and tricks To get it done And, I, and by the end of the night she texted the therapist In the bed like I'm sorry girl I'm sorry Can, can, we, can I come tomorrow <laughs> The funniest thing is like Cause you have different types of like therapy. Cause I remember one time I was like having a real rough time And my therapist was on vacation <laughs> Like the thought of it was funny to me because I was just like, "I said you have a hotline." I'm like, "Oh my god!" That's that's so funny because I mean, like, you can't be on twenty four seven, right? Right? But at the same time, I was like, "Girl, I understand it's a holiday, but but people have meltdowns on Labor Day, okay?" Exactly. Oh man, okay. That's I'm sorry. That's funny to me. <laughs> you, you at your week's end and you call her, and all you hear is a, is a goddamn club scene in the background. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you gotta speak up. <laughs> she she over there ordering two two more two more margaritas. Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh funny man. Funny. All right, guys. 
We out, man. We got y'all a short one this week, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still, this is still funny to me. Your therapist got her toes in the sand, and you can, <laughs> you crying in the car, <laughs> <laughs> crying in the shower. Girl, where is you at? <laughs> oh man. All right, <laughs> uh, um, y'all stay tuned, man. We're gonna uh, next week. We're gonna hit y'all with um. Some of that homecoming stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's it's that season. You feel it in the air, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't think I have any other announcements. Oh, you got to plug your stuff coming up. What's my stuff? The stuff. The stuff you got to uh, work on or record. Oh, live in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do my swag predictions. I, I did a couple on my page last year, but this year... We're going to start with week two. The first game is on Saturday this weekend. I'm going to do SWAC predictions. And y'all can come argue with me in the comments. Cool, cool, cool. Or tell me I'm right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Bird. I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Thank you for listening. And Mama, sorry for cussing. <laughs>